What's up and welcome to Wait Hold Up Podcast with Jessica Molina and Yarel Ramos. Each week, tune in as we have unfiltered conversations about careers, relationships, wellness, feminism, and of course, we'll often be joined by guests you either know or should know who will share their humor, knowledge, and their very own Wait Hold Up moments with us. Here at Wait Hold Up, we want you to feel like you found your crew, your girls who you can do life with. Listen, it's a crazy world out there and we can all use some help in our efforts to live our best lives. We don't have all the answers, but we're down to figure it out together. Thanks for listening. Here's our latest episode of Wait, Hold Up. Everybody. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to Wait Holds Up. I'm Jessica. I'm Yarel. And today, whoa, today we're about to get hit with some like New York flavor. One of my closest homegirls I'm is so here. excited for you, Jess, especially for you because I know you love her. You always talk so many great things about her and I can't wait to really get to know her. And for everybody that's listening to also get to Listen to a piece of of you as well. I know, actually. This is kind of cool. I've known her for, not to date myself, we must have met in kindergarten. (laughs) Um, Probably like 13 years. Wow. um, Yeah, Yeah. it's been like 13 years. Twenty. We met when we were 20. So it's 12 12. years. 12 years. Dear Lord. So, (laughs) thank you. Thank you for correcting. Isn't that crazy? That is wild. But wait, hold up. I'm sorry. She's always, she already tried. You guys are, these are very high expectations. Please (laughs) lower the bar. Oh, it's about to get even more intense. Wait for it. So, today on the show, we have Yari Blanco. She is the chief fly officer of the Girl Mob, a digital sisterhood for women of color. Her commitment to seeing women of color succeed can be seen in her daily grind, where she serves as the senior manager of culture and diversity at the wing. She also just happens to be one of the best thrift store shoppers in the world, in my personal opinion, and one of my closest, closest homegirls. So we're so happy to have you on the show. Yes, welcome to LA. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me. I really, really appreciate letting me come on this. I know that this has been a wonderful project that you guys have been working on and I and I love seeing it grow so I'm excited to be a part of it and to share whatever knowledge I can share. Also, that was a bomb-ass intro. Thank she, you. She's the best at that. I mean, she's like... Shout out to Jessica's you research need, yeah, skills. You need oh a bio gosh, that is and like, oh, like writing. She's She's got it. Listen. She's doing it. I don't have to research that much. I, I know, I know you. you know yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, this bio could have included a lot more yeah. if you wanted to go there. Also, amazing at staying friends with ex-boyfriends. This one is Yadi. I will have an update on that, but let's keep it going. Okay, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving for now. Okay, I, I want to ask this first. How did you guys meet? Mm. Uh, what's the... Co- yeah, how did you guys meet? How did you guys connect? Uh, yeah. Please share. Okay, so... I, was know, fr- I remember the day... Oh wow. So, okay. So this is my version, but I don't know if I'm wrong. You could you could tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Well, the reason that we met is because we're both sorority sisters. We are hermanas from Hermandad de Sigmayota Alpha Incorporada. Um, and so we both pledged in spring 2006 when we were sophomores in college. Just went to Rutgers and I went to Maris, which is upstate New York. So outside of 
you know, Sia, mm-hmm. short for our sorority. We would have never known each other, I'm I sure. Um, and so we pledged at the same the same semester. And, and um, even though we were not at the same school, when you finish pledging and you cross, you have your line sisters no matter what school they come from. Um, and so then there was like a big barbecue yes it was a big spring spring six barbecue barbecue. in Mm -hmm. staten island right which is like the only one of the only two times i've ever gone to staten island (laughs) in my life um and so it was like all of us i think it was like 26 of us that crossed Uh that spring and we met and me and jessica were just like wow you met coolio and it was like mad coolio and then we like gave each other's number and here we are it was a mad cool but also like i think we immediately connected over fashion yeah there was like a you're kind of dressed a little funky and you're kind of dressed a little funky yeah. okay let's have this like funky bond yes and so it was a little bit of that yeah and we were also like the only ones really into like media mm-hmm. you know i think you, you studied journalism right yeah so she studied journalism i studied pr and so it was just kind of like a natural Connect. connection um, and I think also like our personalities match. Fun fact, one time I was in Jessica's house. I don't know if you remember this. And I was in your kitchen. Uh-huh. I think like washing a plate that I had used and your dad came in and he was like, what does he call you? Does he call you anything special? He calls me Hezekiah. Okay. Well, he called me or something. JJ. JJ, I think it was. And then I turned around. He's like, oh, I thought you were Jessica. He's like, you guys dress exactly like he's like, this is an outfit that she would wear. <laughs> So, That's so dope. Anyways, That's and awesome. Now, and now I take it as a compliment. I obviously am very familiar with your work, but for those who aren't, tell us about the Girl Mob, um, how you developed it, when you developed it, mm-hmm. why. Give us a scoop. Yeah, so the Girl Mob was something that I started um, two years almost to the date, and it was actually originally called Girl Gang NYC. Um, and so when it was Girl Gang NYC, it was literally just features that I would do on people. Um and then I wanted it to, I never wanted it to be just something that was based in NYC. I always wanted it to be something that was national and hopefully global. Uh, and so then a year later, I had someone who had reached out to me and was like, hey, we've never met, but I really love your, you know, what you're trying to do. I would love to like help you build this. And so I was like, I wonder who else would be down to like help with this brand. Yeah. And I did literally put it out into like, Twitterverse, shout out to Twitter, um, and had like 500 followers. I'm like, nobody's gonna fucking see this. Like, who cares? But I had a bunch of women that emailed me and were like, I would like to write for you. I would like to do social media for you. I would do photography for you, all this stuff. Um, and this was aside from your job. And that was aside right. from my job. Oh, wow. At the time, I was um, in, I worked for um, Music Choice. And so I was the marketing, the brand marketer, brand marketing manager for Music Choice at the time. And if you guys don't know what Music Choice is, no shade. But when it's the holidays, it's probably the channel that your parents put in the background as they're making cookies. Or me. (laughs) Or millennials. I don't know what you guys do. Um, And so I really was like, okay, I really want to create a space that is for women of color. I really want to create a space that um unites us and kind of is like the the bridge between our conversations and the reason that was was because i felt like uh we lived in silos you had um all the block the 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 content for black women in one corner the content for latina women in one corner and then additionally i'm like i want to learn about other women from other cultures as i'm sure that we have a lot of things in common but you yeah. know through the way that they were raised or the, the the places that their families come from it's a different perspective Anyway, so fast forward. Um, so I put this call to action out into the universe. All these women hit me back, and I end up creating kind of like a, I, cre- I end up creating a team 
Um, and so I was also like, okay, well, this is the perfect time to like rebrand and really make it so that there's more content on the website. So um, rebranded it into Girl Mob, which I think still kind of like was in line with Girl Gang NYC, um, but felt much more inclusive in the way that the name was uh, rebranded. And yeah, so the idea has always been now it's two years in and the idea is really just to like unify women of different backgrounds. Um, I... And it's dope. Like now we um, we have content from two other websites. We have content from um, Muslim Girl NYC, which gives us a perspective of Muslim women. Mm-hmm. And then we also have the content from Hela Pinye, which is for um, Filipino women. Awesome. I love um, it. So That's yeah. great. So I think what's really dope is what you have with the Girl Mom is all, has been all about inclusivity. Mm-hmm. And your current role now at The Wing mm-hmm. is allowing you to help with this company that's fairly new to really help set the the bar at, listen, if we're going to be about women, then we've got to be about all women. Mm-hmm. So talk to us a little bit about that role. I know you in some way shaped it. You created it. Mm-hmm. So which is fly kudos <laughs> to you. Talk to us about it. Yeah, I mean, so to rewind a little bit and not to to talk too much, because I know sometimes people are like, girl, get to the point. This is a podcast. I want to learn something. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So, yeah, so when I got when I got got laid off from music choice, I had that moment of like, oh, shit, like what's happening? And I cried for like 10 seconds and I was like, you good. You got savings. So please save your money because you never know when life is going to come at you fast. And I'm at least someone that loves financial stability, which I, I feel like most people do, but who knows? Um, and so then I took a break and was like, okay, I just want to work on the girl mob. The girl mob was maybe like a year old, maybe mm-hmm. like six months old. Um, and so I took a step back, saw my finances and I was like, okay, cool. I am going to move back in with my mom so I can save money. And then I really want to invest in the grandma and the wing, which if you guys don't know what the wing is, um, it's a space for community and for co-working. A lot of people like to compare us to like a WeWork or to like a soul house, but, um, no shit to them, but we are than that. And I think the <laughs> and they're reason, women only and it's women only we're for women and for non-bi- non-binary folks. And we also have trans women that are members. So, um, so it's a safe space. Um, people use it for co-working during the day. A lot of people also have the nine to five. So they usually come after work for the events that we do or to like grab a drink with a friend. Um, and we offer a bunch of other things. I mean, like the space has like showers. It has like a pump room for new mothers. Um, you know, we have a cafe, so we have like from vegan options to like meat, like all the things that you could think of. And so the space really becomes this like safe haven for people and like a sanctuary, especially Yo, when the you're wing, if you want to drop us some it. dollars for all this hey, promo yeah. happening. So we are quickly expanding. I will finish my plug. We are quickly expanding. We started in New York. Um, we're in DC and now we're coming to San Francisco in October and then to New- to LA in January. So dope. Um, which is really dope. And so anyway, so the point is that, um, the wing had just begun as well. It's literally like at the same. It's actually like the same amount of time as the girl mob, which is kind of crazy. So I had heard about it maybe like two months prior. And then I was like, OK, if I'm going to take the girl mob seriously, I need a place to work. Um, I and, remember having this conversation. <laughs> and so I applied for the wing and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get in because it is it is a private club, you know. 
Um, and so I got in maybe like a month after and I was so excited. It was like, you would have thought I would have gone into Harvard. Um, <laughs> and so I was really, really excited, but I was also like, yo, like I got to make sure that I can pay for this. So I pulled out that handy dandy Excel sheet. Um, never be scared to, to look into your finances. Um, and so I joined the wing as a member. And then after being there for like six months, working on the grub mob and making friends, um, they had a job opening for community manager and I was like, okay, time to not waste any more of my savings, time to get a job again. And so I applied for the job and within like two weeks I got the job. Like it was, it happened very quickly and I think that's also because it's a startup um, and also because I'm awesome. And so, thank you. um, And so then I, from the get, you know, I always say this, like from the get go, my, when I got interviewed, the first thing I said was like, you guys could be doing much more for people of color and for marginalized communities that are, you know, members. And they were like, you're absolutely right. So while I was doing my work as a community manager, I kept raising my hand about inclusion and about diversity and equity. And then, um, this was August 28th um, when I started there. So around December of last year, I finally was like, listen, it's a, I saw a business opportunity, <clears throat> which was that they needed someone to, to handle this because they were, grow- were growing very quickly. And also I saw something that I actually cared about and really like wanted to pour myself into. So I spoke to the CEO and the CEO of the company and literally like had like written down like what the job description was, what I would be in charge of, what the RIs were. Um, and I was scared out of my ass because I had never done that. And I was like, all I kept thinking was like, what's the worst I can say? No. no like, right. okay. Which I know a lot of us are scared of the word no. But um, thankfully they were like, yeah, we actually saw this happening for you. So we're like, we're glad that you just came up with it. Um, and so it was a little bit of a transition period because obviously I had to hand off my role and all this other stuff. But that's how I got to be the senior manager of culture and diversity. And so what that means is that I work both internally and externally to make sure that we are holding ourselves accountable to the things that we're saying, um, making sure that we are um, diversifying the people that actually work at the wing. So if you see a job, hit me up on DM, but please make sure your resume looks right. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast. Um, And I also work externally to make sure that our members have someone they can go to if they have anything that they want to talk about or they want to see or something that they want to praise and want to see more of. And then I'm also kind of like a brand ambassador where, you know, the thing with marginalized communities is that there's that trust thing. Right. And like a lot of us have been used for our magic and haven't necessarily been invested in. Um, But where I come in is that I'm able to create these relationships with people and I'm kind of like. I'm not trying to sell you on the wing. That has never been my thing. Even when I was a member, I'm like, come into the space, meet the people, maybe do a collaboration with us. And if you like us, cool. And if you don't like totally hear you, right. it's not for you. Um, and nine times out of 10 people are like, I love it here. Like, I just didn't think that this space was for me. Um, and so I'm trying to help change the perception um, for us and making sure that the communities that we want in the space know that the space is for them mm. and that they feel comfortable enough to not just come in as guests, but also, you know, at least feel like they can apply and that they would get in. Um, Bro, that's kudos. awesome. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. real. Thank you. And I, I love the idea of like, you saw an opportunity and you went for it. Mm-hmm. And how often do we not stand up for ourselves? Because... Yeah. 
it's like, oh, am I, am I even allowed to, to have this there. conversation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you had the access to be to have access to the CEO and COO, like yeah, which is wild. And you know, it's funny because um, I gotta really shout out my girls from back home who like held it down for me. So I had a coworker who still, she was like my work wife. She left the company, but she's still a really, really good friend of mine. Her name, her name is Crystal. Shout out to Crystal. She just had her baby. Um, hey, Crystal. And Crystal's like the ideal, like white woman ally. Like she always had my back. Anytime I said something in a room, like she always backed me up. And when I started thinking about this role, like, you know, Crystal's a little bit older than me and has startup experience. And so I would talk to her about stuff and she would be like, yeah, do it like this or this is whatever. And so to have someone like that as a champion was really important. And also like to to have someone to be like, you know, like especially someone that's like in the company that knows like right. the workings of the company to be like, yo, you're the fucking shit. Like you are the shit. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> up there. And then also um, these two other friends of mine who, well, they became my friend. And so they had come on as consultants to kind of help me get started on the inclusion and diversity stuff. Um, one one of them is Rachel Love, who um, was used to work um, in HR for Vice, mm-hmm. um, and so now does a lot of HR consulting in DNI stuff. And then the other one is Atima Lewin, who is actually the CEO, excuse me, the CEO of her own company called Nudist, which she creates technology so that beauty companies um, make sure that they are being inclusive with all skin tones, mm. which is really really That's beautiful. That's amazing. Um, so I had them three in my corner and. From coming up with like the idea to like um, negotiating to all the details, like they were my advisory board along the way. And that was really, really affirming, but also extremely helpful because oftentimes, especially especially as Latinas, like ain't nobody out here trying to help us Mm, except for ourselves. Sometimes if we've managed to like build a tribe with each other Um, and so to have three women from three very diverse backgrounds from age to race to career come behind me and be like, yo, you got this. You can do such a great job. Like whatever you need, we got you. Um, was really, really, really key because it gave me that like extra boost of confidence that I needed to like even step into that. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we, um, we cheat ourselves of those kind of like opportunities because we're a little too scared or because we just, if we just have that one extra person to be like, yo, get it, go, you know, go yeah, for it. Right. I feel like it would be a, ch- a game changer for a lot of people. So I try, I really try to be that person for other people as well. And to share the, anything that people share with me, I try to share with my friends as right. well. And that's so cool. I was talking about it with someone, with a friend the other day, and and she was like, you know, we all have a, a lot of friends, right? We all have a lot of acquaintances. And she's like, but you always should have this. And she calls it el petit comité. Like, okay. if I'm fancy, the like committee. Oui, oui. Yeah, we oui, we. Oui. I was like, sure, petit comité. <laughs> she's like, of those people that like you know are gonna put you, set you straight, like tell you how it is, mm-hmm. have your back, and really know you mm-hmm. to like defend you and like stand up for you. And sometimes. I think we get, I don't know, in, 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 in the creative spaces that we're in, mm-hmm. kind of consumed by, oh, yeah, we know all these people. Let me get the imp- opinion of 20 of my friends. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's like these four people that really know who you are, mm-hmm. really know what you want to do. And you have them throughout different stages of your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. it's like it's so important, young girls that are listening to us, to build that tribe. Yeah. You know, that like committee of yours that that really gets you understands you and like is gonna have your back 
in any way, shape or form for whatever you need it. Yeah, so. I mean, you have like you have your mentor, which I know a lot of people are like, what the how do I get that? Like whatever. So that's that's one thing. Then you have the people that aren't necessarily your mentors, but are people that are going to like champion for you. Right. Um, those are really important. But then your advisory board, you know, which I think is now something that I'm coming into are the people that, yes, know you and you have a friendship with, but are like business savvy yeah and are the people that well, review either contracts and, yeah, yeah that that are the people that you know have some skill form or some have had a, a different career path than you have that can like really help you set yourself up but also understand that you're also able to give to that mm-hmm. relationship and i think that's a lot of pro- that's part of the problem where a lot of times we're taking and we're not giving um I would like to think that those three people that I mentioned, I was I'm able to give something within my friendship or within business or whatever. Right. And I think that's also really important to make sure that you're not just a taker, but that you're but but that you are a giver in those relationships. Um, but yeah, yo, an advisory board is like so freaking key. I love that, and I love that term. I need, I'm, I'm working on building my board. advisory yeah. board because I think when it comes to like the homies that are creative, like. She's Fanny to me, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Fanny is like was like the first person I recruited to that team. You know, like she's definitely been like the the sounding board. Mm-hmm. When you wanted to join the wing, should I do it? What the money? Should yeah. I pay for it? Like, and it was like, and I saw it as like an investment, and clearly it's an invest, right? But like when it's like logos, when it's ideas, whatever it yeah, may projects, be, projects, projects, like salary, things always, like that, yeah. always like vibing off of each other, and I mm-hmm. think that that was really special because especially in New York a lot of our close girlfriends were like in social work or Mm -hmm, teachers teachers, and so their input was obviously always like great but like they didn't understand the field that we were operating in so as to women who had no one in their family in that field Mm -hmm. were just like figuring it out as Mm -hmm. we went along it was really nice to have that like hey friends question but also like understanding that we genuinely respect each other's opinion yeah I'm a Taurus, I so I don't really care for everybody's opinion. Mm. I have very specific people who I like really respect and trust, and I would like come to you for something. Mm-hmm. And you're definitely one of those people. Just like <laughs> it's you. I got my friend Sasha. Shout out, shout out to Sasha, who we met when we worked at People in Español together. Who is one of the smartest people that I know in media. Um, like. She tells me some shit is whack. I'm like, you're right, it's whack. Let's start from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, having those key people whose opinion you respect, not just in your career, but in your life. I have another friend, mutual friend, Juvie, who's a, a therapist, um, who we went to college together. And, like, anytime I'm, like, bugging out of our something, Juvie's someone that I could easily hit up, and she could tell me, like, you're actually bugging, or you need to do more work on that, or how does that make you feel? Um, and so like having also those people that again are for your career, but are also people that can like call you out on like mm-hmm. your, your personal stuff is also really important. So, you know, you have different friends for different flows and some people are really good at being good for multiple things. So right. yeah. I love it. Different friends for different flows. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Make that a t-shirt. I know yeah. for real. Um, I love that you mentioned about, uh, you know, this job. How is it? Cause I feel like all of us sometimes are caught in situations where like, it's not necessarily, the job of our dreams, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just like, well, I just got to do it for now mm-hmm. um, to see till the next thing comes around. Yeah. How was it for you to like become be put in that role of a place that you already enjoyed and that you believed in? Mm-hmm. Oof. 
definitely different. Like it was like, oh, like especially being able to like not be um, in the backseat, but actually taking like the wheel was yeah, really, yeah. I think, really interesting. And I, I think in some ways I'm still kind of like feeling myself out. Um, because no one else in my company does that, does the work that I do. And so it has been both fun and challenging to figure out like processes and to figure out kind of the things that I want to, you know, handle first, because when it comes to DNI, DNI is diversity diversity and and inclusion. inclusion. (laughs) Um, there's so many things that like could come first. Right. And so for me to really like also know myself and to trust myself and to be like, okay, realistically you could only focus on these three things what are the three things that you need to focus on for like the next quarter um but i think it has also i feel like i've i've like unlocked a new level for myself in my career where um working in in media working in and brand marketing since i was um 20 i feel like every new job i like got a little more confident and learned a little bit more about myself but now that i'm in my 30s and having this job like i feel like you know, you know, Fast and the Furious when they press like the turbo button and that and like they're uh-huh. like, I'm about to beat this shit. That's how I feel where I'm like, oh, wow, like you hit a, you've unlocked a new level where you know that you are confident in yourself. You know that you have all the tools that you need to do a good job at something that you care about. Um, and also it also makes me think about like, OK, what's next for myself? And not necessarily in a way that I'm like, I'm already over this because I just started this role recently, but more like, OK, what else can I do? Like, if I'm not scared to ask for the thing that I want, what else can I do? And I think that's really special because, again, that's not something that I think we're taught as kids, um, especially as women of color. And so to be able to, like, have unlocked this, this, like, secret passageway that other people that are more privileged work under is really interesting. Um, And I'm still, like, again, I'm still figuring out what that looks like. The other part is... I'm happy that I finally, I don't want to say finally because I have worked for companies that I have definitely cared for before, but I'm happy that I work for a company that like cares and not just like, yeah, 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 yeah. But like that I literally have access to the CEO and the CEO of the company. Like that's fucking crazy. Like who can say that they have that? You know what I mean? Like for me to have my one-on-ones with them and be like, okay, here are all the things that I'm working on. Here's like, here's a problem for me to be like, honest with them it's almost bizarre because like when do you get to do that right um and i'm not talking about like like topics with them like race comes up in the conversation age comes up like all these things all the different buckets of diversity come up people with different abilities like all these different things that obviously um are are filtered through me because either members are hitting me up or outside people are hitting me up about it. So for me to like come to the CEO and the CEO with like heavier topics and to see them be like, okay, let's do this. Or what do you think about that? And like, for my opinion to matter, Mm. that's fucking crazy. Like to, like to me, that's like something that I'm also like really leaning into and be like, okay, reminding myself that I wouldn't have, if they would not have promoted me and given me a role that did not exist if they didn't trust me. And if they didn't trust my opinion and didn't see me as um, valuable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. so um, so this this role has done a lot of affirming for me. A lot of has affirmed a lot for me in terms of what I'm capable of doing, what I bring to the table and like how smart I am. You know, like like I was was smart, but like I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, but yeah, we're doing some real shit right now. So 
Like um, you, yours, you could single-handedly have changed the direction that this company that is about to be international is going to go. So, well, yeah. Two snaps. <laughs> two and a Swiss. Right. Two snaps, yes. two snaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now that we have you here, mm-hmm. obviously, y'all, you can always hit up Yadi on, on Instagram and pick her brain. She's definitely posting about jobs all the time. And like she said, just come correct. Um, but I also want to have some homegirl time with you. Yeah, let's have it. And so we're gonna get it, we're gonna switch gears a little. We go from the career, let's go to love. Hello, Mom. Something that Yarel and I brought up like a couple months ago and that we didn't get to get into that I think will be fun to get into with you is something that Yarel was telling me about, which is... Um, So I had like an epiphany recently, right? I've never really been that girl that, um, oh my God, the relationship Mm -hmm. and like, oh, yes, this long-term situation. I've always been a dater. Mm -hmm. I have a long list of dudes and this is going to sound awful, but it's really not because I think it's also very empowering for all women to go through this mm-hmm. where, you know, you're just meeting different guys and like, hang, and not like you're, you're being a prosi or anything, not like you're sleeping with the guys, right? No, you're just hanging out, um, getting to know them, getting to know yourself. So I've always had like uh, a chunk of dudes, right? Uh, that it's like, oh yeah, I'm kind of hungry. Like, let me hit one up. Oh, let me, I feel like going to the movies. Um, so there's never been, except for when I wasn't in a relationship, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, this, this was my kind of situation. And then recently I, I had an epiphany where I was like, you know, universe, God, I kind of want to be in a relationship already. And I think I'm kind of ready. Uh-huh. But the only, I even analyzing myself was like, I really need to let go fully of all these dudes that I keep around. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise, I'm always going to be carrying this baggage of different situations, whether a guy it worked out with one guy, whether I didn't like this about this other guy, in order for me to really make the space for my king. Yeah. Yaddy, what do I do? Aye, aye, aye. Let me know. To preface this, I yes. will say, this, do- <laughs> this doesn't sound too far removed from Fanny. My, my own really, yeah. yes, my own path. Yes. My own path. Um, I want to say something that you said. I want to touch on something that you said before I answer your question. When you said, um, when you said, not like a prosti, blah, blah, blah. I feel, I, I just want to say this because I, I again, I'm, I'm in spaces with women all the time and we have these conversations, mm-hmm. these kind of conversations. And I think a lot of times when we're talking about ourselves, we, we don't want to present ourselves in a certain way. Right. And I just want to say, who gives a fuck if you were fucking all of them? True. Like, I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. someone that was, like, sleeping with a bunch of people. And this is a new thing for me where, like, in the last few years, I'm, like, I'm, like, turning a new leaf mm-hmm. and seeing things differently. But I also find myself a lot of times being, like, okay, um, okay, no, I can't, I can't, like, be doing X, Y, Z. And it's, like, who gives a fuck? Like, right. who cares? Like, I feel like we're in a space now where if somebody's shaming you because you're dating multiple people or because you've had two partners, like, Men have been doing that for all the time and right. all the years. Very true. And also white men have been like, we, they've been no, there. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. And I think, um, something that I saw on, I was looking through on um, Pinterest to bust on the girl mob today. And something I saw was like, um, 
the way you talk to yourself matters. And I'm sure yeah. we've heard this before. So like, I feel like when we say things like that out loud, we're kind of telling ourselves like, okay, we're not allowed to do that. And I, I, I removed that from your being. You're right. allowed to do whatever you want and to date whoever you want and to sleep with whoever you want and to make out with whoever you want. Um, so I just want to put that out there because I feel like and oftentimes it's true. we, we, I don't know, like it's, it's literally the condition that we have had yeah. and this is something that I'm unlearning. Um, no, and I think it's really important because it also, it's a matter of not, not creating a hierarchy among women either. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, but I'm not that type of woman. I'm right. yeah. it's like, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it is one right. of those like, whatever, right. we, you're safe. You're smart. That's what matters at yeah. the exactly. end of the day. Yeah. Exactly. Agreed. Um, okay. So feel you on the um dating multiple guys for a long time. I was always <laughs> I was always a serial dater out of all my girlfriends. Like all my girls were like my best friend had a boyfriend for like seven years. We went to college together, they broke up, and then maybe like I don't know how long after, but then she got with her current husband like her husband. So I've always been around serial daters and that's, that's been me. Yeah. I, it's like, and, yeah. but my thing was always like, I definitely had my moments where I was like, why not me? Why can't I get picked? Um, but I would say 85% of the time, cause 15% of the time I was crying and doing other shit, but 85% of the time I was very much like, yo, you know what? I'm happy. I'm not like with the same person for 80,000 years. And that is no shade to people that do enjoy being in a have been in a monogamous relationship since they were young. But I still stand by that in retrospect now that I'm in my 30s because you change so much. Absolutely. And so when you're with the same person, I mean, like props to people that know how to keep it spicy when you were 18 and now you're like 35 or 45 and you're just like a completely For different real. person. Like, For can real. you honestly say that you're the same person that you were Hell when no. you were 18 or and 15? Even, and even like the things that you like and admire in a partner are completely different. Yes. Like the dude yeah. that I thought was, was, you know, my dude when I was 21 is hell no no I you're like i would never oh my god i, I mean there's so yeah. many guys that i did that I was like wow like wow. you were lucky you were yeah. lucky that i was in a stage <laughs> For real. i was in a yeah. very specific stage i definitely dated guys that i like now looking back i'm like whoa girl but 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 learned something from each one and usually it was like mm, don't want that from a guy that i'm yes. dating and so then the next one i would be like mm. Mm. it was like literally like adjusting the clock little by little to figure out which was like yeah the time that i like to rise in the morning um but do you think that there ever comes a point where because you're kind of having these fillers around yeah. that you're not allowing for like love to find you yes so i think that when you hit a certain level of maturity or womanness right where you're like oh shit i'm grown like i feel grown like i have all the things that i at least you feel like you're on your way I don't know how to explain it, but it's that that woman intuition right. that will click, that little light bulb will click and you'll be like, okay, I'm ready for something different. And I think that's obviously what happened yeah. to you. Um, and so for me, it was like, I was dating this guy who really swept me off my feet when I was 28. Um, Jessica knows the story and it ended not in good terms. He went from really, and I'm sure you guys have been in the situation where he was really, really into me and then started ghosting me. And he was my boyfriend. You do not ghost people when you're in a fucking yeah. official relationship. Yeah. But he started ghosting me and I knew it was all downhill when he left me for first class on a flight. Oof. We will leave that for another time. Um, and so when I came back from that, I really had a moment where I was like, yo, you got some real shit you got to deal with. Um, as someone that grew up with a single parent and it just, you know, like I was like, wow, I'm totally a stereotype. Like I am literally the girl that has abandonment issues because she did not grow up with her father. Mm. And so that made me seek out um, therapy, which... 
again, it's not for everybody, but for me, it really helped because um, the first therapist that I had really made me do some serious work on myself. And I remember one thing that she said was like, you have this chip on your shoulder and like, you are not your parents. Mm. And I don't know why a hot moments make you feel like, well, that's obvious, but I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Like you always, yeah, yeah. you know, you need that one person that's like, that isn't your best friend. Right. That's, that's outside like, of your life yeah. to be like, to, point it out. Again, an authority figure, someone that you respect, mm-hmm. especially if you're paying your, your coins for therapy, yeah. <laughs> um, where I was like, oh shit, like you're right. I am not my parents. And I'm not going to say I'm like 100% like there, but it was it was good to be able to start to do that work. And so I also took like a sabbatical from dating where I was just like, I really need to work on myself. Like I am not in no way, shape or form in a space to like really give of myself to somebody emotionally. Um, and I had another friend that had said something that she was like, you know, when you're in a relationship, people say like, oh, it's my better half, but you should actually be a whole mm-hmm. before you get with somebody else. And they need to be a whole. That doesn't mean that they have to have their shit together in terms of like they got the car, the house. Look, that is not don't mistake that for that. But someone that like ha- is is fully realized or is in a, in a space and in a mindset has and a spiritual space yeah. that like has done the work that knows how to express their emotions, that knows how to like handle situations that isn't going to run away when some, like, shit goes down or when things get, you know, murky. And so I really started doing that kind of work for myself. And then after, like, six, seven months, I was like, okay, I'm ready to kind of, like, start dating again. Let's Mm -hmm. see where it goes. But I was very specific about what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And as someone that believes in all the woo-woo shit, I was like, okay, I don't want to tell the universe, like, I want a guy that's blah, 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 blah. I was very specific. I was like, I want a guy that treats me like this, a guy that's Did you write it down? Did you... I didn't, but I, I prayed about it a lot. Um, and while I was dating, you know, guys, like, not all of them fit those descriptions, but I but I was much quicker at, like, dating things, and I knew that I was, like, on my way to that to that person. Um, and so then I met my boyfriend, and the way that I met my boyfriend, which I think is also, like, a testament to the universe, I had actually... So I had... I was on, on Bumble. My best friend was like, oh, I know you're back on into dating. You should try Bumble. And I had at that point, I girl, I've been using, I used me hand to date when I was 17. So I am an OG <laughs> in the online dating world. Um, and so then I tried Bumble. Wasn't really my style. Lots of like white financial dudes, which was not, um, not something that I partook in, although I definitely dated white guys that were very swaggy uh so <laughs> but my boyfriend was on the app and or my future boyfriend rather and so i was like oh he's cute okay let's see this and then he had his instagram so i look at his instagram and i'm like oh he likes to cook or oh, he's a media but he's not in the mix because i've never seen him out oh his family you know all the things that i was like all the things that i had prayed for okay and then i went to the back to the app and i like clicked on the like like this person whenever like swiped and we didn't match and i was like this is incorrect this is false. <laughs> i was like the, the technology is, yeah it's yes, not working the technology is wrong algorithm is fucked up yeah so because i still had <laughs> because i still had his instagram open on my on my um account i went back in and i just dm'd him and i was like yeah i don't really do this how many times have you said that um but i i never had i really hadn't scouts honor um, and so I DM'd him and I was like, you know, I've, I've never really done this, but you seem like someone that I would really get along with and I would love to have a drink. Let me know, let me know if you're up for it. Um, and then I deleted the app because I was like, I don't really like the other guys on here. Uh, you're like, this shit's fucked you're like, up. Like, it's done. And then I didn't, I didn't hear from him. I didn't hear from him. And so then 
lo and behold, I end up meeting somebody else that I was really, really into. Um, and I end up going on this like hang date thing with this person. Uh, let's say on a Thursday. This is like almost a month after I had DM my, my boyfriend, um, my current boyfriend, my future husband. <laughs> my baby daddy in the future um so, <laughs> i love it my you got it thanksgiving chef was yeah, yeah, listen yeah. speak it until the universe is very specific about what i want um and so i went on this date with this guy really hit it off and then we were on a thursday and then we were supposed to hang out on a saturday and i woke up that morning i was like this guy's gonna this guy's gonna cancel like i just felt it and i was like are you being pessimistic and i was like no this this guy's gonna cancel i feel it so he ends up canceling on me as I knew, but instead of staying home and like being all like in my feels about it, I was like, fuck this. I put on the most sequency outfit that I had and I went on a date by myself and then I ended up getting a bunch of friends hitting me up that night and I hung out with like five different people and had like a great time. So that Sunday I wake up and I just had this moment where I was like, look at you. Like instead of being upset or sad because this guy you know, left you at the altar, right? <laughs> um, you decided to like still find joy in yourself and like go out and have fun. And the universe came back and was like, here are some friends for you to have a good time. Mm. And so I felt like the work I had been doing for myself for the last seven months was Pay like, yeah. was paying yeah. off. And I love that date by myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's girl. so dope. All I've never times. done it. Oh my God. All I need, the time. I need to do that. Oh, all okay. the time. <laughs> and so then... I'm hanging out at home, you know, we crying from the night before. And then Darrell, who's my boyfriend, DMs me. And he's like, hey, I'm so sorry it took so long to write back. Um, I was actually ending something with somebody else and I didn't want to be that guy. How many times have you heard that before? Mm -hmm. So I was like, mm. and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And then I was like, oh, it's a cute guy that cooks, that has the mom, that th 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 th, all the things, right? So I was like, oh my God, yeah, I would totally love to grab like, a drink with you. Who has the mom? Who has the mom? <laughs> well, you know, has a relationship with his mother. Um, and so we end up meeting, we talk for like three days. We end up meeting on a Wednesday and we've been together ever since. We have two years and almost six months together. Um, but I think, you know, I think that for everyone out there that feels like, Oh my God, I've dated a hundred thousand people. Like what the fuck? When is it going to happen? I feel like part of the work is also putting the attention back on you. Mm. I think we spent a lot of time and I still do. I mean, just talk about this all the time. Mm -hmm. We spend a lot of time thinking about, uh, about our significant others or lack thereof. And when you center your recenter yourself, which is something that I'm currently doing, when you recenter yourself, whether it's be mentally, spiritually or physically, you can find the kind of happiness that you want. And in turn, your partner or the person that you're looking for is going to um, reflect that back to you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, really, really important. And again, that is not a lesson that I've learned. And now I'm like, I'm out here on the island hanging out. Like, this is something that I learn, <laughs> relearn every like three months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So it doesn't stop. Like, once you meet the person, the it doesn't stop. Continues. It definitely continues. doesn't yeah. stop. And it unlocks other doors of like, oh, I got to work on that right. or whatever. But at least you're out of, in a space and hopefully you have found someone that's a good partner. That's not just like, you know, this this boyfriend or girlfriend that you have. Um, you find a partner that like really appreciates you and understands you and give you, gives you the space that you might need to like work on yourself or something or is not afraid to call you out on some bullshit. And all those things like. 
they take time and i and that's the other thing i think we are very impatient mm-hmm. um we live in a world of social media where everything is instant gratification whether it's with your relationship or your boyfriend or your friendships or whatever yeah. and that is not the re- that's not the one that's not how the world works yeah. you know what i mean like that is just not the, the way that the world works i had a friend who was much older than i was and i remember a couple years before i met my boyfriend she she got married like in her 40s and she was like, you know, I had given up on like dating and I, I mean, I had given up on meeting somebody and I was like, I'm just going to be the person that just dates for the rest of her life. Like, I'm cool with that. I made my peace with that. And one day she's at a bar with her friend and, she, and comes this guy and she ends up like falling in love with him and they got married. Um, So I say that to say that you don't know when that's going to pop off. Right. But while that happens, while the while God or the universe or whoever you pray to sets that up for you you got to also you know set yourself up for success and it's like okay what do i want janet where do i want janet to be right um what kind of relationship would i like her to have and like also visualizing that i think is really helpful i've never been like a i've been a i was a journaling person when i was in high school but i am not a journaling person now but i'm definitely like a visualizer so like really thinking about that like thinking of yourself like how do i want to set myself up who are the who's the kind of guy that i want to meet um and if you need to take, you know, a break from dating, like, take a break from dating. Like, that is okay. And if you want to date five guys at the same time, date five guys at the same time. Like, I think putting limitations on yourself is when you fuck up. Right. In whichever way, yeah. in whichever direction. So, in conclusion, <laughs> in conclusion, keep doing the work for yourself. If you want to take a break from dating, take a break from dating. If you want to date, if you want to, if you're like, I'm at a space where I really don't. The last thing I will say, rewind. When me and Daryl started dating, I was like, oh, my God, he's really cute. And, like, we have a lot of fun. But I didn't really know if he was the right guy for me. And one of the the first things that he told me was, like, oh, I've been told that I'm not a good I'm not a good boyfriend. I'm a good friend, which kind of like I was like, whoa, Whoa, let me put the bricks on this. And then a couple, like, days later, we had a very deep conversation about that. And I was like, well, listen, I'm not trying to fuck around. And if you just want a friend, like, we could be friends, but I'm not going to emotionally invest in you. I'm not doing that. And he was like, okay. And then he was like, I only said that because I have had fucked up things happen to me. And I was kind of scared to, to like lean into this relationship. Um, and after that, we, we knew where we stood and we were very honest with each other and we were still very honest with each other. So I think also like, you know, the guy that's for you is not going to be scared about you being very straight up about the, the things that you want. Absolutely. And I think, a lot of times we stop ourselves from saying the things that we want to the to the partner or the person that we're feeling because we don't want to show all of our cards and because we're like, this person's going to run away. And it's like, yo, the person that's about it, about it, and is like trying to be with you and trying to invest in you, like they're going to be honest with you from the get. That's, that's what separates uh, a grown-ass person from someone that's still like trying to figure themselves yeah, out. And true. you do not want the latter. So... Amen. Amen. Well, yes. Obviously, now you guys can see why I've kept her in my circle for 12 plus years. In your advisory board. In my advisory board. You know, I think the thing that I've always loved about Fanny and the quality that she has so strongly that I am still working to possess is that she calls it like it is. And that's for me, I've always been very like, I don't want to rock the boat. I'm a little like. 
the, the joke would be we would go out to a club and a guy would buy us a round of drinks and I would be the one who gets stuck at the bar talking to him for an hour because I feel like I don't want to be mean. He just spent, you know, $45 getting us and a couple homegirls like drinks. Like, let me just and, and Fanny would just come to me. Like, you do not owe him anything like you do not need to waste your time. And that has just been something that she's echoed over and over again. And I and I appreciate that because I know that any feedback what I, that I get from her is going to be super authentic. It's going to be super genuine. But I think one of the things that I try to remind myself is like, ultimately, I don't owe anything to anyone and that I need to be looking out for myself. And that doesn't mean to like crush other people in the process, yeah. but it's like a matter of like you take care of you right. and think about what you really need and don't be afraid to speak up for yourself. Yeah. I, again, I, I feel like your, I don't know, like in that scenario, like, and, and I think I always tell this to my friends and I'm like, I sometimes I'm like, wow, did I, do I come off harsh? And I don't mean to be harsh, but I'm also like, don't waste somebody else's time. Mm -hmm. Like, how many times have you been in a position where you're dating somebody and they're, like, stringing you along or they're ghosting you and they're coming back into the picture? Like, ain't nobody got time for that shit. Yeah. Like, you are messing with your own emotional well-being. Mm -hmm. And you came into this world by yourself and you're going to leave this world by yourself. And so the only person that you really need to be, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, guard like the, like a garden right like mm -hmm. the only person that you need to be like planting the seed and making sure you're tending to your garden Gardening, is yeah. yourself now once you find that partner then it's and that person is pouring into yeah. you and you're pouring into them that's a different story but up until that point when you're dating somebody when you're like especially if you're in a situation you do not like ladies stop investing in dudes that are not investing in you that is not that's that's how you get that's how you got the game all the way fucked up. Mm. Because that's how you end up in situations where you're like, yeah, but this happened and blah, blah, blah. And if you're cool with a situation and you're just trying to have, then just call it a, call a spade a spade. And I right. think that's the thing that I've, exactly what you said, I've always been that person where I'm like, call a spade a spade, like, don't bullshit me. I don't got time for that. Because as someone that is constantly in her head, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. then I'm the one that ends up losing. And I cannot afford to go 10 steps back when it has been so hard for me to go 10 steps forward. Right. In my emotional and my spiritual journey, I'm not going to sacrifice that for you. Mm. Like, I'm not doing that. I love it. Amen to I that. Yes. 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 Gems, gems, gems. How are you feeling after all that? Good. I, you know, it's, it's crazy. Cause I think, um, I've been hearing it a lot lately. Like, again, I, I don't think I ever was this girl that, Oh, envisioning, or that relationship kind of situation. Yeah. Uh, but lately it's, it's been happening where it's like tapping into, I was, I was doing this, like summoning the, the one you love with uh, a friend, which is like, it was like this um, spiritual kind of course you we were mm -hmm. taking. And a lot of the things are just resonating so much. I had so much game. Like I would go to the coffee shop and like my game was, I was like, Oh, <laughs> smash shit. Like, like the I'm barista. God, I mean the bad, like, but it was because I also feel like it was like you say, I was, really working on a lot of things about myself um in a lot of ways physically mm -hmm. mentally emotionally even tapping into a lot of that toxic baggage that i was carrying mm -hmm. from uh, other relationships to where like i was giving myself that space yeah you know where i was just comfortable enough to be like oh yeah okay cool yeah he's cute but mm -hmm. uh, i don't really like that so out yeah, I like this guy and he has potential, but let's be honest, it's mm -hmm. not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and it's been happening to me so much lately 
because I feel like it's like really embodying that. It's you know, a, it's, like, a, it's also the law of attraction. Yeah, I literally wrote, and I kid you not, on my phone. I, I need to write it on paper because I, I like to write it on paper to have it of like, he is this and he does this. Mm-hmm. Like it's already in existence. Like he is driven you know like you say it doesn't matter like he has a house no he's just driven mm-hmm. he has he wants his ambition he, he has ambition goals. and he wants his yeah. goals and he treats me like this and mm-hmm. this these are values that i'm not gonna be working i'm not i'm not okay to juggle he these are important to me yeah, you know what i mean you're non-negotiable they're not my non-negotiables and i'm yeah. like these other things yeah i can work with them but like these are things that i value that i need and i kid you not it's it feels like as much as i all this game that's been coming around mm-hmm. like it's it's guys that have potential mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i it's it's a very interesting phase that i'm in yeah. which i'm really enjoying um but it's i mean i love i love everything that you're saying because it's tapping to a lot of things that i've been learning and like unlearning you know the unlearning part the is, unlearning is, part that's, is, that's a forever thing for real yeah. for real because it's con- things are constantly coming up that it's like ooh, and these knots it's like it, I, I think about it as like all these things of like a, a, a knot, you know, you know what I mean? Like all mm-hmm, these strings mm-hmm. and it's like untying all these knots of like past situations, past relationships, things that we just carry from like our ancestors mm-hmm. without even knowing, without mm-hmm. even uh, living through. Um, and it's, it's a journey and it's a beautiful journey of like, again, letting go and manifesting and yeah. like uh, really being able to receive. But I, I know, I, I feel like it's also to the, that and this is like another topic because it becomes like the it it, cre- it, it was creating a lot of anxiety in me mm-hmm. like if that 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 thing of like oh my god well it's because i'm so fucking picky oh my god like you know i'm sick i'm, I'm getting tired of all these weddings and like now i'm my pinterest wedding you know boards are just like there so it, it started giving me literally like just thinking about it so much when before I wasn't, I was never giving it that much attention, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, which is another topic I know that we wanted to bring up uh, because we let these situations take over like our sensitivity, yeah. you know, and take over like our feelings on so many levels. Mm. And I know girls can relate to this so much because sadly that's one of the, like probably the top topic of conversation you know and a lot of women and how a lot of women relate Mm -hmm. i'm like well there's this guy well my love life well this and that you know what i mean um which is something else too that we wanted to talk to you about yeah um and 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 this in dealing of like what do you do and how do you cope with it and how do you slowly start to like what are those exercises that we have to do oh my god just Yes, just that. Just anxiety. I just want to preface by saying this. I was having have conversation with Juvie, mm-hmm. who is the therapist friend, and I DM'd Jessica the... So I DM... So Juvie sent me this um, video on Instagram where it's like this little pony that is <laughs> so scared to walk down this like two-inch step, right? Yeah. And the caption read, this is what overthinking looks like. And this little pony's like, literally, you could see how anxious he was. Like, he kept going back and forth and just was like, how the fuck am I going to, like, go over this? And then finally, like, jumps really big off of this, like, (laughs) tiny step. And so as you're looking at it, you can't help but laugh. But you're also like, yo, I know know what that that is. Mm -hmm. And so me and Juvia, I was like, wow. Like, me and Jess were just talking about this yesterday in the car. And Juvia, who is a therapist, is like, I'm totally there as well. And she's like, it is such an 
a general not not generic in the way that is like oh it's whatever but it's such a universal that's the right word universal. it's such a universal human experience is literally like a, a thing that we all do yeah except that people obviously know how to deal with it in different ways or like are, are able to manage it very differently um so i want to preface that by saying that like this affects everyone it doesn't matter age color um background you could be the most well-off privileged fucking person like it doesn't matter like it's just literally part of human experience um i also want to say that while i had anxiety over dating and like transitioning and like really doing the work for myself i still have anxiety in a relationship because yeah. now i'm i'm in the i'm on the other side of the curtain where i'm trying to make sure that i maintain the relationship mm -hmm. and what that means for me in terms of like what am I supposed to be doing as a girlfriend? Like, what are expectations? What are responsibilities? What are not responsibilities? Like, yeah. what kind of pressure am I putting on myself that my significant other is not putting on me? A lot of times I think when it comes to anxiety, like we are, and we talk about this all the time, we yeah. make this up by ourselves in our head. Yeah. And so, um, or we make a problem bigger. Maybe yes. it was an argument that you had or a disagreement or something, but we blow it up mm -hmm. into this grand thing. And then you bring it up two days later and your man is looking at you like you're crazy. Right. Because it's literally like, we're done. This yeah, is over. over. I'm not stressing about this at all. Why are you still talking about it? Mm -hmm. And you can't help but be like, oh, wait, you're not, you're not mad at me still? Mm -hmm. Like you're not hurt? You know, I, and I'm glad that you said it's universal because something that I literally just told my therapist today was that I think my mom and I are very similar. And my mom has always said to me, oh, we're overthinkers. Oh, our brains. And my mom, she works um, as a pharmaceutical rep and, and, and she knows a lot about the mental health community. And it's so interesting to me how she's never characterized it once as anxiety. Mm. And I'm just like, but it that's, is that's ex yeah. I'm like and so and that's what I was talking about with my therapist today I was like I that's what I suffer from like after all these like years of like I don't know I feel sad now and yeah. I feel angry now and I'm irritable now it's all like extensions of this anxiety that like I get caught up in in these thoughts that lead me to then going down and feeling this emotion mm -hmm. um and I think that what you know in our spaces and in our communities we don't have these conversations mm -hmm. we don't like to label it we, you know and we've talked about this on the podcast plenty of times before whether it's you're embarrassing your family you're being melodramatic mm -hmm. you're you know whatever it may be it mm -hmm. it's 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 real and it's a super duper crazy struggle mm -hmm. and it can drive you absolutely nuts yeah i mean i definitely have moments where i'm like you need to shut the fuck up, anxiety. Amen. Amen. Because you just have those ones where you're like, yo, I'm exhausting myself. Yeah. Yeah. And like, then you have to pull back and be like, what is this really about? Mm. And what is what is the real problem here? Mm -hmm. And I guarantee that most of the time you're going to be like, oh, wow, like I really turned a pebble into a mountain mm -hmm. that, yeah. okay, let me, let me, um, you know, gather myself and then there's other times where you're going to be like, oh, wow, that's something serious. Like, I need to explore that more. And if you have a therapist, I need to talk to my therapist about that. Or if you have a good friend, I need to talk to my friend about that. Like, is this something that and I, I again, I this has been like my one thing this year 
and again, struggle, and I'm sure it's going to be forever, is, or maybe not, don't speak that into existence. I take that back. The universe will um, help me with this. Veto, veto, veto. Veto has veto. been vetoed. Um, but operating from fear mm. and being too scared to, like, speak up about certain things or being too scared to approach certain conversations. And when you come from, when you operate from a place of fear, you are operating from a space that... Um, is like overdrafted, right? Like right. think about your bank account, like it's overdrafted. Mm. And you really have to operate from a place of abundance and being like, okay, something that, I, and it makes me think of what you asked, like what are some of the things that we can do? Something that I ask myself when I start going down the da- the rabbit hole is like, okay, what's the worst that ha- could happen? And then I think about that outcome. And I'm like, are you okay with the outcome? And it's like, okay, I'm okay with the outcome. Mm. And then it's like, okay, then it's not so that serious, you right. know? Um, That's interesting that you say that yeah. because... One of the things actually that we spoke about today mm-hmm. and that I had a com- um, is what my therapist said is like, what is what case are you? What is the case that you're building? Mm-hmm. Because I think that that happens a lot when we go down this rabbit hole mm-hmm. is what are we trying to like? Let's say, for example, in if you're having like an issue or you, there's a concern that you have in your relationship, mm-hmm. what is the case that you're building that this person doesn't love you? Is mm-hmm. that ultimately like what you want the final verdict to be yep. or that this person will, is it right for you or that you'll never learn how to cook the way that their mom cooked? Yeah. Like what is the case that you're trying to build? And I think that that was something really interesting for me because it'll stop you where you're like, what am I trying to get out of right. this? Right. Right. And then the, another thing, which is kind of like my, my word for the year, I feel like, is or my action for the year is like reframing so hearing something and constantly trying to like reframe it in your mind or in my case sometimes I turn it into a prayer Mm. like if it's something that keeps coming up in my head like I'm either like trying to find something that I'm thankful for about that like if it's again since we're talking about a relationship um if it's one of those things where I'm like Oh, oh my God, I can't believe, I can't believe he didn't take out the trash. How many times did I have to tell you to take out the trash? How many times? Then I'm like, thank you, God, that he cooked breakfast this morning. Yeah. Thank you so much. That is so awesome that he cooked breakfast and that it was so delicious and that he knew I was super stressed out because I've got this interview. And, you know, and so like finding something else to put your energy mm-hmm. into, because okay. whether you think about it in the universe terms, if you think about it biblically, we are taught that like whatever you focus on is what's going to grow. Right. right? And if you do not focus on anything that's positive, that's loving, that's encouraging, mm-hmm. you are not going to get anything that's positive, loving and encouraging. So that's just something that like that's a I've been catching myself being in this negative space. And let me tell you something. You think anything negative about any person, they will become that negative energy. For real. Girl. For real. Yeah, I'm out here. I'm the- yeah. Ooh. I love that you guys both mentioned therapy. Because I, I know and I still feel, I've never been to therapy, uh, but I've considered it, you know, just for me it. to just like <laughs> let it go of, or that having that person that doesn't really know me, you mm-hmm. know, and giving, getting a perspective from someone that's kind of disconnected from my life and seeing the overall picture, right? Because yeah. I feel like sometimes we're so limited. This is our viewfinder. Yeah. And the moment we open it up, we're like, oh shit, this was, I was missing all this. And then someone else needs to ca- catch you up on it. Um, and I feel I still feel that there's like a stigma, right, especially in our community mm-hmm. um, and in, in women of color of like seeking therapy. It's like, ah, I mean, I literally think of telling my mom and it's like, no, you don't need that porque eso es para la gente que está loca. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just like, I'm like, no, mom, but I mean, it's 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 going to be very therapeutic for me. No, no, no. You know, like it's that's great. It's 
this I because I it is it's still very it's such an idea in our in I, I see it like all the time with a lot of my oh, girlfriends yeah. and I love that you guys both mention it and it's and mentioning it in a positive light like yeah. it's been such a good uh resource for you guys yeah no absolutely I mean when I first went to therapy um which was like I really was like I had hit a point where I was like I need to I need like I need outside help because I was really like in my head um just feeling like starting to feel like depressed and all that you know all those signs and when I finally went to therapy and my my mom was like after my first time that I went I felt a little bit lighter Mm -hmm. because I'm also like I don't know about y'all but I'm someone that like I need to feel like I'm doing something to correct Mm -hmm. the situation or to fix Uh and so I went to therapy the first time and I was like okay I feel I feel like I'm actually doing something about it and mom was like, okay, yeah, that bien, right? And I was like, mm. girl, this is for life, baby girl. Like, uh-huh. we are, you know. Um, and even your relationship with your, your therapist, like, ebbs and weaves. Like, sometimes you might be seeing them on a weekly basis. Or you then you might see them, like, every three weeks or every month or, you know, every three months. Like, I have my therapist where we change our schedule depending on how much I feel like I need her um, to be able to have communication with her. So that's something else that I feel like a lot of people don't think about. They think, they, they, like you're on therapy and you got to go like every day. Like, it's not like that. Like you are, you know, like allow yourself to play with that and to be like, okay, this works for me or it doesn't work for me. Um, the other thing I feel like you said that I wanted to touch on what you said, Jessica, about manifesting the right things and like re re, what did you say? Reframing, reframing. So I remember right before I started going to therapy, I was having really, really bad nightmares. Mm. Like to the point that I was like, had insomnia. Like I really couldn't sleep. And so um, Juvie, again, someone that I trusted and was like someone that really encouraged me to go to therapy. She was like, hey, when you have these nightmares, write them down on paper and then change the ending and then Mm. read it to yourself out loud. And that you saying about reframing reframing your anxiety. Now I'm like, oh, I should like create a journal where any anxiety that I'm having, putting that on paper, but giving it like a different ending. Because I think it's also about, like you said, like re- reframing your own story yeah. and taking back that power, yeah. right? And not being, not feeling like you are a victim of your of your own insecurities or your own anxiety or of your own depression. Um, and that really helped me. I did the exercise multiple times and then I was able to slowly fall back asleep and like have a, a sleep pattern. Wow. Um, so to me, that really worked. Uh, something else that really works for me is saying things out loud like in the mirror like if you're like brushing your teeth or doing your makeup and you're having the thought where it's like oh my god I feel so fat or just like any crazy mean thing that you're saying about yourself or about your relationship and then saying it out loud to yourself Mm. you will definitely be like whoa why did you say that why are you saying that to yourself and you're like oh okay like oh okay maybe I should it's all about getting out of your own head and getting out of your own way um so I think if you are someone that like needs to be able to do something physically, whether speaking out loud or writing or taking a dance class or whatever, or speaking to a therapist, like that's really, really key. And the other thing I want to add about therapy was that, um, I, I'm sure for my mom was very like, I don't want you to be, I, are you like, is everything okay? Like, mm-hmm. but you could always come and talk to me. And I'm like, it's not, it's not that that's what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't want to come to you and talk, or I don't want to go to my girlfriends and talk about this is that not everybody has the right advice for you. Yeah. Yeah. Especially people that have not gotten the treatment that they need themselves like how could i go to someone that has never been to therapy that you know has the same ideas about it that i do 
Um, how could I go to that person for something that is so serious and expect them to give me the kind of advice that I need when they themselves are in the place of that they cannot give? Seriously. And so like I consider myself very lucky because having someone like Juvie who is a therapist to be able to be like, yo, I'm like, shit has hit the fan for me. Like I really need to talk to somebody. Calling her up at like 11 at night, her working me through and being like, here are the resources for you to be able to find the right person for you. And me feeling like, okay, I have a starting point. I have tools that I can use. And then being able to find the right person for me, my first therapist wasn't my second I've been with for almost two years now. Um, That was really liberating because I think that's the other part where you do not know where to start. Mm -hmm. And then that also adds on to your anxiety. So now you're like, yo, I'm losing my shit (laughs) and I don't even know who to ask for help. And I can't go to my mom because she's going to think I'm crazy. And I can't go to my homegirls because they're... Even if they're low key going through their own shit, they're probably gonna be like, "Oh no, that's that's for that's for white people," you know, which is yeah. a comment that I hear often as well. And it's like, yo, you you cannot you cannot again talking about your emotional and spiritual health, like y- you cannot afford to do those things. You have right. to do it right by yourself because guess, guess what? Even if you're sleeping next to somebody at night, that's your partner. Your thoughts are still your thoughts. They are in your head. They're in nobody else's head. And you need you need to figure out how to work through that shit. For real. And again, whether that's writing or talking out loud or going to a therapist, it takes many different forms. But allowing yourself the space to figure out what it is that works for you so that you are not self-sabotaging is really, really, really important. And ha- having the strength to... Tell your mom, like, no, actually, I'm going to go to therapy for I don't know how many years or whatever. And, like, you need to figure out how you feel about that. But that literally has nothing to do with me is very important. Because if we do not evolve as a people and as a culture and as a community, we are going to be equally as fucked as our parents and those that came before us. Because they didn't have the resources. They didn't get the help that they needed. And that's how the, the we're on the same hamster yeah, wheel. Yeah, yeah, that's how we get all these knots and yeah. we pass them on to like mm-hmm. our children. So that's a fact. Well, I'm gonna just leave it right there. Yeah. Honestly, this is this is exactly what I was hoping that we would Yay. get. It's like a little bit of a girl talk of a girl talk of of getting to vibe with you. Um, obviously, you know I love you to death, and I'm so proud of you and the work that you're doing. And I can't wait till you move to LA. We're putting that out to the universe. What's <laughs> yes. up, man? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so thank Girl. you thank you so much for joining thank you, us Yaddy. and thank you, you can guys. find her um at a couple places at the yari blanco on instagram on twitter and twitter and also at the girl mob on instagram and twitter mm-hmm. so definitely support her you can find us of course at weight holds up pod i'm at hey jess molina i'm at Yarel underscore Ramos. And yes, that's you. That's you. That's you. That's you. Maybe we can do a little girl mob. Yeah. We hold up collab yeah, in the future. Of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like, idea. it's done. It, it has been written. It, it has, has been um, written. I just want to say thank you guys for having me on the podcast. And I hope that everything that I shared, if you're listening to this, that you understand that you are not by yourself. You are not in your own thoughts. You're not the only one that's feeling or thinking something. Um, whatever you're feeling and thinking, trust me, there's someone out mm. there that can relate to you. It is just a matter of you raising your hand and speaking up about it. Um, otherwise, you will continue to think that you're by yourself and you you are not. Com- the community, the right community is mm-hmm. out there for you, whether it's one person yes. or 100 people. Amen. So, That's so true. So, shout Don't out, stay shout alone out to in your y'all. Corner. Yes. <gasps> we love you, Yeti. Yay. If you're in New York, hit me up. I'm probably not going to have time to hang out, but I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. Thank y'all so much Thank for listening. You guys. Much love. Bye. Bye.